Crossover season extraordinaire today on the Eastern Insider. What do you say we dial up some men's basketball, women's basketball, some football, and then sprinkle in a little volleyball, swimming, and how about some cross country just to frost the icing <laughs> on the cake? Kyler Ludlow. Yeah, we can never have too much going on, I don't think, and so it's it's fun. We know that postseason tournaments are coming up. The cross-country team running at the Great Lakes Regional down in Indiana this weekend. Volleyball's in their last regular season weekend of the year before they start the MAC tournament next week, which they've clinched. So it's a good feeling going into the last weekend, knowing they've got that wrapped up at least. Uh, and then with football, knowing that a, a bowl berth is basically on the line these last couple of games here over the next three weeks, it's an exciting time, plus the kickoff of our winter sports in basketball. Makes my head spin, and I'm just looking at the list right now in front of me. <laughs> uh, we'll start you off your list. Uh, the men's basketball team gets the uh, basketball season underway Tuesday night against Rochester, a familiar foe that we've seen a lot of these past decade or so uh, before they round out the week with Drexel and Goshen. Women's basketball gets it going, as you mentioned, against Cleveland State on Friday. That'll be Education Day. Lots of uh, excitement in the arena when you pack the day uh, with a bunch of elementary school and middle school kids who uh, don't always follow the standard basketball cheering. <laughs> they just want to cheer at anything that moves. Yeah, anything. Uh, you play the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song and they start going nuts. So it's, it, yeah, it's a, it's a lot different than uh, the standard game in there, but it's a fun environment and they love seeing our teams go at it, which makes it a fun day to be a part of. And then you get the ever-emotional senior day on Saturday. Uh, noon kick is the Akron Zips invade the factory. Akron um, and Eastern Michigan both battling for the bull rights. Six and six most likely gets you in. Uh, and this year, at least according to our breakdown of right now, how the bull picture looks, but you don't automatically get in at six and six. You just become bolt eligible. Mm -hmm. Seven and five really guarantees you. But more importantly, it is the final time that 18 seniors of the EMU football team will grace the gray turf inside the factory. And also, uh, it's a final time for the student managers, trainers, everyone associated uh, with the program to be inside right near St. as well. And uh, a, a growing moment because really they've changed the course of history for what people think about EMU football as well. Yeah, over the course of the four years or five years in some of the cases, uh, Eastern Michigan's been turned around. And I know I've only been here uh, now for the majority of two seasons, but it's, uh, you know, seeing the culture change from uh, the start of Coach Creighton's tenure to now uh, is incredible. And knowing that these players, this recruiting class, uh, basically started with Coach Creighton. It was them from the beginning that have helped things turn around. Uh, it's certainly a day that we're looking forward to, and we hope that there's a lot of people out there to show the support for these guys. Two programs that have not needed to change the culture, and that is the women's cross-country program under Sioux Parks. They just keep winning. They have won four straight MAC titles and are headed to the Great Lakes Regional this weekend. And then uh, swimming and diving under Peter Lynn's tutelage have uh, – Pushed their record to 2-0 and so far in MAC play. They will be at Oakland at uh, right next door to the O-Arena when they take on swimming. And then uh, who can forget volleyball rounds it out at Western and on, at Victor E. Court on Saturday. Nothing like an 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time match in the band box that is NIU's home court.
yeah, it's a fun way to wrap up a, a full day here for football to have that late start. But, you know, it was a great weekend for them uh, this past weekend, getting a win against Toledo and then beating Ball State for the first time since 2015 and getting it on senior night with the seniors all stepping up to play like they did. Jordan Smith, Mallory Rajeski, and Alyssa LaFace all played great. In fact, Mallory Rajeski teaming up with Riley Taylor, one setter of the week for the Mac West. That is the fourth time this year that they've won that award. So uh, just great things all around from volleyball. Hey, Kyler, you know what next week is? <laughs> Enlighten me. Uh, it's a trip to Durham, North Carolina. Oh, right. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, if you're looking for a way to get to Durham, you can call Trinity Transportation. They've got the vehicle for you from luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans. Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of EMU Athletics. Do you think if I call them right now... I may not have to drive to Durham. <laughs> I don't know about that. We're taking the uh, athletic media relations caravan down there. So, I mean, I'll, I'll help you if they won't. Stay tuned uh, more as Kyler and I and the rest of our crew will go to uh, watch the men's basketball team next week play at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Uh, your Chew can uh, still get on the fun, purchase tickets through the EMU ticket office or uh, worst case scenario, watch it on television or uh, listen to you on the radio. Yeah, Chad Bush and I will be on the call for the game. Should be a fantastic atmosphere. But, man, we're excited to just see some of the new guys out on the court, some of the guys that have already been honored out on the court, uh, and really get geared up for that trip to North Carolina. We'll catch up with uh, Rob Murphy hopefully next week, and we'll also talk to a special guest that will be joining EMU broadcast crew this year as well coming up next week on our show. Without further ado, it's time to get to the heart of the broadcast and the people you want to hear most from. We'll hear from Coach Creighton, Coach Castro, and always entertaining Peanuts Gallery on this November 5th edition of the Eastern Insider. Eagles knock off Central Michigan 17 to seven on Saturday, we sit down with EMU head coach Chris Creighton to get his thoughts and preview the week ahead. Coach, uh, a tough fought game. Your defense, in a lot of ways, helped win you that game, uh, setting up not only scoring by short field positions, but really taking the ball away four different times. Again, uh, uh, you cannot ask anything more out of what those guys on defense have been able to do all year long. No, it's been very consistent throughout, and and then this was. Uh, you know, I guess a, this was a takeaway um, uh, eruption, you know, with getting four, um, which is just phenomenal. And um, pitching a shutout, taking the ball away, um, you know, four times um, and, and limiting them, I think it's 138 total yards, you know, is it's tough to get more dominant than that. It was the Eagles' first time that they had held an opponent off the scoreboard offensively since going back to 2008 against Indiana State, a 52-0 blanking of the Sycamores. And against an FBS opponent, you have to go back to 2007 against Western Michigan since that happened. But uh, they were up to the challenge. And 
Certainly, Central Michigan had their struggles offensively, but you look at what the defensive line in particular were able to do, finding holes and especially getting to the quarterback and creating him not to have much time. What were they able to do, especially the, the two bookends, uh, to, to do so much against CMU? Well, I mean, Coach Nother and the staff, we had a good scheme, and then, you know, we just felt as though we had some pretty good matchups as well, um, you know, with uh, <clears throat> with our guys um, versus theirs. And, um, you know, think did a, a pretty good job versus the run, you know. And when you do that, um, when you put people in situations where they've, they're going to have to throw the ball and you know they're going to throw it, it's obviously, you know, much more difficult to protect and um to get the ball out um, when when people know what's coming and um, you know we uh, got some good pressure and um, you know caused some havoc um, you know for those quarterbacks. Offense did not produce as like you would have liked against CMU, but I know they did enough to to manage. But the one really bright spot, Shaq Van, his first 100-yard rushing game of the year, fourth career. Uh, and I talked with Shaq a little bit after the game, and he was like, "All the credit goes to the offensive line," but he's took moments to maybe slow down, wait for some holes uh, rather than just shoot through. And I think that was one of the, the things I could see from up top, maybe this week different than last. Well, you know, we have obviously different um, run game schemes and some cause um, uh, or call for patience um, and, and others, you know, you're looking for an immediate quick burst uh, and, you know, mastering those two things, knowing the difference and, you know, is really, you know, one of the keys to, to being successful uh, running back. But we know Shaq's got it in him, um, you know, got to see glimpses, you know, of what he's capable of. And he's absolutely right to, to give the credit, you know, to uh, to the guys who are blocking for him because nobody can do it on their own. And um, again, there, there were some some really positive things that happened, you know, offensively. Our, our start was phenomenal. You know, we we started, I think, you know, on the 25-yard line and, and four plays later we're, we're in the end zone. Um, and then, you know, in the fourth quarter, we scored the, the 10 points to put it away because it was 7-7 going into the fourth. Um, and so there were, uh, you know, positive things that happened throughout. Um, you know, we just had – they were given the ball, you know, down in the red zone, got the ball down in the red zone and untimely uh, turnovers for us. Um you know, uh, went forward on a fourth down and, and came up short, missed a field goal. So those things, um, you know, often, uh, at least even in the moment or the day of the game, erase, you know, some of the positives for you because it just leaves, you know, a, a, a sour taste because you know that it could have been, you know, so much more and so much better. We've done a really good job of taking care of the football a really good job. And, you know, this game, um, you know, was an anomaly um, and it hurt us. Um, but we've we've got to get back to being really stingy uh, with taking care of that ball. And uh, I, I really believe we will. I know it's hard when you're in the moment and the book's not fully complete on it, but the most successful stretch right now, Eastern Michigan football has been going back to the 87, 88, 89 season with the victory over CMU. You have now moved into a tie with Rick Rasnick for the fifth most wins in program history. And it's hard to say when you're still building upon it, but do you ever think back and say, wow, we really have accomplished something, even though it's not a finished product yet? Yeah, that's, um, I haven't thought a lot about that, but you know, when you say that, I, you know, um, we're still underachieving. Um, you know, when I think back to last year, there's, 
there's just there's some disappointment um, with you know compared to what it could have been and you know we're we're kind of in the fight of our lives right now um, you know to for this season to to really end the way that you know it's capable of ending and whatnot but we're just we're not there yet so um, it's uh, I I'm gonna feel you know good when we are playing consistently. Um, you know, really good football, not perfect football. I don't, you know, we're not going to go undefeated every year. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, but just consistent, um, you know, high level um, football. And, and again, we're, we've, you know, um, we've played some really good football um, and we've, we've played some really good teams and we've beaten some really good teams and we lost some, just some really good teams. And I just know that we're capable of uh, playing better than we are right now. And um, that's really, you know, the focus. Go up against a guy on the other side of the field, Terry Bowden, that's been around a long time, put up a lot of wins. His that Lacron zip team last year, Mac East division champs right now sitting at four and four uh, and a, a tough opponent that's going to give you a really solid battle on Saturday. What does Akron do very well defensively? Well, we're, we're figuring them out right now. Um, you know, but, uh, it's always right. It's always a a combination of, of the talent and the ability and in the scheme, right? How well they're coached and how they play and how you match up and fit against that. Um, they've got eight, uh, senior starters, you know, on their defense. And, you know, some people may not think much of that. I do. I, I just think, you know, and whether those guys have transferred in or have been there for four years or five years, um, there's just something, you know, there's especially this time of year. Um, I think that there's an urgency, um, you know, for for seniors. Um, I think it's impossible to want it more than them. And and so that's one of the first things is that they're very, very talented. And, they you know, they've that's been acknowledged. I mean, they've. Um, they've got some really good players who, who, who you know, have achieved um, some some pretty neat accomplishments, you know, that are back on their team. And um, and then although they have a new defensive coordinator or coordinators, they, it's not completely the case because they, you know, they have the same defense and, and um, uh, the coordinator that stayed on, you know, was – coaching with them you know for for a long time and so they're very well coached and um they, they've got really good players I mean so it's going to be it's going to be a tough battle it, I mean it's going to be a really tough battle and then when you jump into their offense you know they're they're a quarterback I'm telling you I was I mean I just remember watching the tv going wow this guy's a freshman and he just came in and he was so smooth and so composed um and you know then you follow him you know through the rest of the season, it's like, yeah, no, he's the real deal. And now he's got a year under his belt, and um, he's been the guy, you know, since since day one of this season. And so he's just super talented, and he's got guys he can throw it to, he guys he can hand it off to. And and then, of course, you know, their, their offensive line allows for all of that to happen. So it, it's going to be, to me, it's going to be two good MAC teams that, you know, may not be garnering all the attention of, you know, the outside world, but both teams that know that there's a lot at stake um, and, and that this is going to be a critical game for both. And so it is going to be a uh, a huge battle here on Saturday. It is senior day, a chance for 18 seniors to, to play their final time on the gray turf. And this is a group, a, a lot of them have been around maybe a year or two, but there is a, a really big, deep core group that has been here your entire tenure. Uh, what does that this collective group of seniors mean to you? 
Yeah, that, I mean, every every senior class is special. Um, they, they really are. And, you know, this one, they, they, it's the vast majority, you know, have been here for, for five years. We all came in together. Um, you know, these guys were 17 years old when I didn't know where I was going to be living and was, you know, in my office for the first time and home visiting them when we could and meeting them for the first time on official visits and just, uh, you know, trying to um, – date quickly, you know, to see if this is something that, you know, we want to get married over and, and, and thank God that, uh, the group that, that said yes did. It's an awesome group. Um, they've been fantastic senior leaders this year and, um, you know, we're going to do everything that we can to make, uh, you know, the, the finish to their career super special. Coach, appreciate your time as you get ready for Akron and then the much needed bye week after that. Bye week. Bye week. I know. It's uh, hard. It's what's crazy that? to think of. Yeah. 11 weeks playing football and you get a bye, right? That's right. We're not going to know what to do. All right. We'll catch up with you next week. Quick timeout and back after this on the Eastern Insider. Do you want to eat something better than ramen? Come to Candy Cane Wireless, your local Boost Mobile dealer, and get all the data and hotspot you need to feed your brain. We're still having a little money left over to eat more than those noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Cane Wireless, located at 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor. And welcome into the Coach's Corner segment of the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Kyler Ludlow, sitting alongside Fred Castro, head women's basketball coach here at EMU. Coach, the season is upon us. We're just a few days away now from finally tipping off with the regular season. Uh, And you've got a little bit of a new look on the sideline with an addition to your coaching staff. Adam Call has now been elevated to associate head coach. How is the the new addition of of Carlos as well as uh, Adam affected your guys' coaching staff? Yeah, no, really excited, uh, obviously, for season to be here and the new additions, uh, as well as those two. Uh, Karen uh, Del Carpio has been been added at Director of Basketball Operations and Katie Hempen as uh, graduate assistants. And all of them have really brought their own, let's say, swagger to, <laughs> to their jobs, which has been great. And, and really more so than anything, it's their energy. Um, Adam and I uh, went to college together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've worked together at Oklahoma, Washington, and here for two years. So he's somebody that has known me for a long time, know how I operate, uh, what things are really important to me. Uh, and he's been able to really add a lot of different um, value to our program because his ability to think outside the box is, is really uncanny. And it, I can't tell you how much it's helped our players and our program as a whole. Carlos Adamson is somebody I've known since I was in college as well. And I've been able to follow him through his um, career as a high school coach and been fortunate to be able to recruit some of his players. Really excited about this whole group. Uh, Katie Hempen is somebody I got to coach against when I was <laughs> at Washington. She was at Arizona State. And the way that she played, I always thought to myself, she's going to make a great coach one mm. day. And she's come in here, and her foundation at Arizona State here is bringing us huge value. And she's just a worker. She gets it. She's selfless. Uh, so we couldn't be more excited about her addition as well as Karen's. Well, one of the big things that as a coaching staff you have to do and what you've done a good job of so far is bringing in the recruiting classes. We know 
you're going to be heading out to actually do some more recruiting here this week before the season starts. How has the last two years now, the top-ranked recruiting class in the MAC, how have they adjusted the new class for 2018-19 to being on campus, to being here in Ypsilanti, and getting their first taste of what college basketball is like? It's been really good. You know, it, it hasn't been without its ups and downs for all freshmen. Um, but the great thing is that we've recruited them basically since we got here day one. So they've, before they got here, they knew what this place was about. They knew what our program was about, who we are as people, and what we really value. Uh, so they their adjustment has really been pretty seamless uh, because they've gotten to know each other through the recruiting process. And more so than anything, we've known who they are as people and where the possible, uh, you know, hiccups may come. And they've they've came in and, I mean, basketball-wise, they're coming along really nicely. They're academically, they're doing really well. Uh, they're in our offices all the time, which is great, <laughs> you know, watching film or sometimes just stealing candy from us. Um, but they're, they're a welcomed addition, and I think their energy has really helped our chemistry as a whole. And, um, and that's what, to be honest with you, we expected from them. Well, and you guys lose a couple of key players from last year, but what you have returning players like D Minot, who is a third teamer all Mac last year and mm -hmm. was on the preseason team this year. How has she now as a senior, um, how have you seen anything change out of the way D's approaching things here in this off season preseason? Yeah, I think I think the dynamic of being a senior and knowing that it's your last go around, mm -hmm. the urgency that it brings, there's there's nothing quite like it. Mm -hmm. uh, the way that she prepared this summer, the way that she got her body and her mind right for this year, really set the tone for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And and give a lot of credit to Lorraine and Imani, those other two seniors. Lorraine did a magnificent job this year of changing her body, really dedicating herself um, to getting herself prepared to have a successful senior year. And I think that all starts with Dee and her approach. So really excited how her impact, her decision mm. to make this year important mm -hmm. has trickled down to everybody else. One of the other key returners coming back is Courtney Lewis who was a all-freshman team mm -hmm. for the MAC last year, as well as an honorable mention player. As a player, that, that Courtney is kind of a stoic, uh, <laughs> quiet type, but extremely fun to watch and is somebody who can be a game-changer. How have you seen her change things up going into her second season now? Night and day. She came in as a freshman not knowing what to expect, probably not having a lot of confidence necessarily. But now the, the confidence really oozes from her because of the year she had, because of her chemistry with her teammates. And that's really fun to see. Her development on the defensive side of the ball has been really, really good. Uh, really proud of the effort that she's put forth because it's not easy to play the way that we play. And even maybe sacrificing a little bit on the offensive end so that we can be more sound defensively. So really proud of her decisions to really do what's best for the team. And it's shown, it's clear as day. If you watch her on film this point last year, she's such a better defender. <laughs> well, those are the two 
that kind of the the rest of the Mac and maybe the people that follow EMU will probably stand out to them the most with Minot and Lewis. But who coming along in practice? You mentioned Lorraine has really dedicated herself to this or being her last year. Are there other players that have stood out to you so far? Yeah, I think Corian Cardwell's development as a sophomore now, redshirt sophomore, she's clearly stepped into a position of leadership. She's matured so much. It's it's awesome to watch, both on the floor and off the court. And it's already showing in her production as a basketball player in every way, not just statistically, but her leadership. I think we are going to go as she goes in a lot of ways. I know Danielle has is a, a big person and Courtney and, and whatnot, but I think she sets the tone for everybody because her ability to lead and guard the way that she guards, mm -hmm. I think is, is going to be a big part of our success this year. Now we want to take a chance and focus a little bit on the schedule for this year. Mm -hmm. uh, as we know, this season kicks off on Friday against Cleveland State, that game at 1.30 here in the Convocation Center. We have a couple of games on that schedule this year that might stick out to people, specifically Iowa State uh, and Illinois, some Power 5 teams. Yeah, uh, we're scheduling to prepare us for MAC, and Iowa State has been a long-time top 25 program a program that I've gotten to know for quite some time since I was at Oklahoma, and we used to have some real battles with him. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Bill Finley and what he's done there. Um, so it's going to be a great challenge, and what's interesting about it is we we were able to schedule the game in Canada 90 minutes from here. The game is already sold out, so the environment, not just are we playing a, a high-caliber opponent, but the environment will be truly unique. Right. And I think it's going to be a great um, challenge for us uh, to see how we respond and react, not just to a quality opponent, but to an environment that's going to be pro-Iowa State. <laughs> and that's great. That's what we want. Well, speaking of who you are, the, the team identity uh, this year, now being here a few years, you've mm -hmm. had a chance to kind of really incorporate what you want it to be. Uh, how would you describe the team identity this year for 2018-19? I think it's a competitive group. It's a really competitive group. Um, we're still um, developing. We're still it's still progressing. Mm -hmm. um, I think what you can count on is a team that plays really, really hard. Now, with that being said, we have to continue to um, improve on our uh, discipline, our technique and little things so that playing in this league, playing hard isn't good enough. Right. You you have to put it all together to get conference wins. Uh, so that's really what we're working on. I, I love the way we compete. I love the way that we interact with each other. I love our energy. Um, but there is a lot of meat left on this mm -hmm. bone. We are nowhere close to where uh, we need to be. In, but I do feel like we're going to get there when, and fundamentally speaking, we have everything in place to get to where I think uh, we can get to. Well, Coach, thanks so much for your time. I know you've got a busy week ahead, especially like we said before, Friday, November the 9th at 1.30, Cleveland State comes to town. Hope you guys can all join us. Thanks, Fred, so much for taking the time to join me. Thank you. That's Fred Castro, head women's basketball coach for the Eastern Insider Podcast. We'll be right back.
everyone. I'm Nicole Remedios, and this is another segment of Peanuts Gallery. Today, we're joined with... Jennifer Bucci. <laughs> what team are you on? I'm on the rowing team. That's nice. And you are also a fellow... Canadian! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, what class are you? Or what year? I'm a senior athletic academically and a junior academic athletically. So you're going for a fifth year? Yes, fifth okay, year. Thank so you. So a red shirt junior? Yes. Nice. Makes sense. Uh, what's your major? What are you studying? I'm doing a double major in psychology and public relations with a minor in communications. Got a smarty pants over here. Um, all right. What do you want to do with that? Um, still figuring it out. <laughs> I am, I should be graduating this spring, knock on wood. Um, and then with that fifth year, I want to go to grad school at Eastern for human resource management oh, and then cool. take it from there. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, rowing. Yes. Very, a lot of people don't know a lot about rowing. So you're here to educate us today. Nice. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get into rowing? Um, so rowing is the one sport in the NCAA where they recruit athletes from other sports. Height is a really big factor in rowing. and But you have to squish into the boat. Don't you want to be small? Well, the coxswain is the person who steers the boat. Okay. And they just lay down or sit down depending on the boat you're in. And they steer. And you want them to be shorter and lighter if possible um, because we're just rowing their weight and they don't pull anything. Yeah. Uh, but they steer and give us directions. Um, but everyone else, you want to be tall because you have longer limbs. So you have a longer oh. stroke pulling through the water. That makes Sense. And rowing is just a really technical sport, and you can honestly teach anyone to do it, yeah. but you can't really teach someone to be tall. Yeah, so. that's a good point. I remember my, it was like orientation my freshman year, and did I met. Did you get recruited? I did get an email, <laughs> but I, knew, I had to say, sorry, you know, I'm already here for soccer, yeah. but um, no, I met a rower, and I asked her, I was like, oh, how long have you been rowing for? And she said she never rowed before. Never. She played basketball, mm-hmm. and that, like, blew my mind. I was like, that's crazy. A lot of our teams, basketball players, um, volleyball. Uh, we also have a couple water polo and swimmers for the cardio oh, fitness. That's cool, yeah. I was a baseball player. I was on my high school yeah. boys team, so... Definitely wow. didn't translate at all to rowing. It was well, an that's adjustment. good. They have a swimming background. You know, you tip in, you can swim out real quick, yeah, beat everyone else out. That's something I wish I had. <laughs> I do not. Um, mm-hmm. Also, you guys probably have the earliest practices. I've six. And they're outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were outside this morning in the rain, so that was fun. Um, we're out there in the rain. We've gone out there when it's like snowing. Oh, um, my as long as the lake's not frozen, it's not lightning, <laughs> or it's not too windy. We're out there. 6.30 in the morning. You guys are like big troopers. (laughs) Um, Also, we share an athletic trainer. Hey, Marissa. Hey, Marissa. (laughs) She said to ask you about guacamole. Oh, I love guacamole. <laughs> I did not know I Marissa knew that, though. Or it's something to do with the water. That's what you call it. The, like, green stuff. Oh, oh. Um, it's like a little nickname. What's it called? Algae. Algae, <laughs> yeah. I, it looks like guacamole when it's on us, though. <laughs> like, or you get covered in it from the really? lake. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know she knew that. <laughs> Any rowing injuries? I feel like you got slapped and looked like a paddle. <laughs> that Coach might hurt. get mad at me talking about this, but oh. we actually crashed in a boat uh, in Oklahoma um, a couple of years ago, and that was our last year going. We, uh, it was a night sprint, which was really cool. Oklahoma's the only regatta that does it. Yeah. So we race during the day, but then we rest for a little bit, and we go down on the river at night, and they have stadium lights. It's really cool. Uh, but, yeah, we crashed at the end of our race with another boat. Oh, gosh. Um, there were a couple injuries. Oh. Um, and that was last year we went to Oklahoma. So keep um, your hands and feet inside the boat at all times. Definitely. <laughs>
All right. Uh, more about you. So you said you're from Canada. Where in Canada are you from? I'm from Toronto. The hey. six. Yeah. <laughs> I know Drake. He's my best friend. <laughs> it's your Justin Bieber. Yeah, we go all yeah. the time. Way back. Oh yeah. That's so funny. Um. So I'm pretty far. We're not too bad. What's your favorite thing to do in Toronto? Um. I live just outside downtown, actually. So okay, it's pretty cool. nice. Um. I live by a river, so I'm. Like, I get the atmosphere of, like, yeah. not being in the city, but it's, like, a 10-minute subway ride, so it's, it's pretty bad. cool, yeah. Have you ever done the um, CN Tower edge walk? Not the edge walk. I'm not brave enough no. for that. I do the glass floor, though. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah, that is freaky. Yeah. For those non-Canadians, the edge walk <laughs> is where you just stand over, you have, like, you have, like harnessed in, yeah, mm-hmm. and you just free fall. Just yeah, kidding. you know, <laughs> they take pictures, which yeah. is why I'm considering it for the gram, yeah. but... Gotta do it for the Instagram. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was it adjusting from being in Canada and Toronto then coming here to Ypsilanti? Um, there's just a lot of little differences, I think, that add up. Um, it's not too far, you know, we're right over the border, but terminology is definitely yeah. something I still get made fun of. Um, things Out, like... House. Exactly. Washroom versus bathroom. <laughs> yeah. That's still confusing some people. I'll be talking to someone and I don't hear them, I'll say pardon. Oh, and yeah. And then they say what? And then I say pardon <laughs> again because I get all confused. Um, you just go back and forth. Yeah, so it's just a little bit of adjustments like that, but... That's funny. Why did you choose Eastern? I chose Eastern just because it was close to home, um, but I knew I wanted to come to America, yeah. um, and it gave me the best opportunity to continue my athletic career at the Division One level, like, in the States. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely cool. It's a cool experience. It is, yeah. for sure. My brother went to school in the States, and seeing his experience, I knew I wanted to come down here. Yeah. So. Older? He's older. He just graduated. He oh, was a baseball cool. player. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Got an athletic family. <laughs> Tall, too. He's 16, so. Oh, just a little bit. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> Um, what's your favorite thing to do in Ypsilanti? In Ypsilanti? Um, I just went for Taco Tuesday yesterday. That's always fun. Uh, especially the Willie Snapchats. That always gets me hyped for Taco oh, yeah. Tuesday. Are you with him with Maze or you go Los Amigos? I've never been to Los, actually. I go to Maze. Do they have, Goodness. like, vegetarian options at Los? Because Maze has, like, the, they have Ooh. the avocado tacos, like, cauliflower tacos. Okay, yeah. Maybe Maze is the best choice then. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. We gotta get Maze to sponsor Eastern Michigan, man. Maze We're all good. going there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Mooch, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. And this is another section of Peanuts Gallery. I'm Nicole Remedios. With Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan's mobile app, you can manage your health care anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Download it now on the Apple Store or on Google Play. You can also catch this podcast on any of those fine devices as well. Until next week, this is Grace Center and Kyler Ludlow saying thanks for listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast, a presentation of EMU Athletics.